Pinto Bean, Pinto Bean. He's a big white Pinto Bean. I love the dog named the Pinto Bean. Pinto, Pinto, Pinto Bean. He slept through that whole thing. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Pretty good. Excellent, excellent. The cocktail of the week this week, I just thought we should do the old fashioned. I We've think never that's done a good an old fashioned. What? I know. It's so easy. You put a sugar cube in a glass. You put a couple dashes of Angostura bitters on it. Just shake it on there a couple times. Two ounces of bourbon or rye or whatever whiskey you want. Or if you're Wisconsin, you could do brandy old fashioned. Use brandy instead. That's it. You put in like an orange, maybe cherry. Kind of smoosh it up a bit. Done. Old fashioned. That's it. It's a great drink to order. It's a great drink. It's easy drink to make. It's sweet. It's boozy. One year at Christmas, I, you know, I start, had started making cocktails and my brother apparently jokingly was like, make me an old fashioned. I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's just whiskey. What was he, seven? I mean, no, <laughs> he's only two years younger than me. Right. I, I didn't even start drinking until I was like almost 30. I know you're trying to catch up, but do it responsibly. No, no, no. Uh, but anyway, he's like, yeah, make me an old fashioned, which I made him. And then th- it sort of came out that he was joking about it. <laughs> didn't like <laughs> he it. He took the first sip and he was like, oh, geez. And I was like, it's just whiskey. Like, that's all it is, really. Yeah. A little bit of sugar in it. Anyway, it's a good drink. It's um, giving me slight flashbacks, which I think is a memory, but it might be a fake memory of me uh, getting the polio shot with uh, a sugar cube. You got a polio Tell, say more about this. I think in, in school in Germany, when we were little, we got like a polio shot or a polio vaccine mm-hmm. in the six, 70s, 60s, 70s would have been school. Maybe it was Australia. Maybe it was when I was in Australia. What what does the sugar cube have to do with it? They put it on a sugar cube because then it, it's like tastier for kids. You'd so give it to kids. So it's not a shot. It's not a shot. As, as I recall, it's not a shot. It's a it's an oral vaccine. Interesting. I mean, I probably got such a polio vaccine as a kid. They still give them. Are you sure it's not a sugar cube? I, I don't know, man. I, I would not some, remember that. I should research into myself. All right. We'll too, report back next week. I'm, actually, I'm sure someone will comment and too, tell us all Too late it. to call my parents. Uh, would they remember? Maybe they'd say they would. <laughs> they say they do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Uh, everybody gets the polio vaccine, and it doesn't tell me anything else. Okay, interesting. Fair enough. Um, before we get into dog updates, this is a complete digression, but hopefully an entertaining From one. From my digression, so I think you're good. You're in safe safe digression turf. One of my uh, Twitter friends, who's a screenwriter. Because uh, I've got all of them from that screen uh, movie advising thing I do. Yeah. Retreated another screenwriter who I'm not friends with, Amanda D- Amanda Debert. She's written for He-Man and Masters of the Universe. She writes comic books. Pretty cool. Yeah. She she tweeted this. I saw these on Facebook and laughed so hard as I was reading them that I started crying and became unintelligible. <laughs> <laughs> and there it's like screenshots of like tweets and comments that people have posted on other things and normally i'm like this is the kind of bullshit that i hate on facebook and i was reading them just before we started podcasting when you were in the bedroom and i had to like control myself to stop when you guffawed you guffawed yes i did so i'm gonna read you some of them all right (laughs) this is the first one i loved (laughs) it's so lame to like laugh at your own jokes before you even tell them they're not even my jokes okay when I was in court, I forgot what to call the judge and I accidentally called him your majesty. And he was like, what? And I repeated it. <laughs> <laughs> I can just totally see this happening. Your majesty. When I was testifying in court for the first time, I forgot what to call the judge. Oh, no. I just called him sir as opposed to your honor. Sir I was looking, fetching. Pretty good. Digging for your honor. In federal court, I think that's going to be okay. This was Judge Ellis. He did oh. not like me at all. Oh, he didn't like you before, though. That was unrelated. No, he he didn't like the side that I was on. He might not have liked your gender. I mean, that, that could be true. That was an old dude. Anyway, I saw a girl carrying a hamster, so I asked if I could pet it, but it was actually a muffin. So I'm on my way to jump off a cliff now. This is a muffin. 
leaves open the question of whether he followed through and petted the muffin. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I meant. I meant to do that. My most embarrassing moment. One time as a waitress, a guy asked me for extra mashed potatoes and I replied, they're, as mas- they're mashed as much as they can mash them. Oh, good one. Yeah. That sounds almost fake because that's a good one. All right. Let's see. I'm see- I'm <laughs> okay. I went to say medium meal. <laughs> it hurts me. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> This had better be good now. You're, uh, you're, the expectations are going way I know. I, up. I feel like there's something in my brain today that's got me like a little on edge. Like huh. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before. So when my husband, my first husband and I got married, uh, we got married in the summer of 2001 and then moved to DC. So it was right before September 11th. And, uh, and we got a dog and then September 11th happened and he was a firefighter. So we were like going up to New York every weekend and he was working up there. It was, it was just a, and I had just started the PhD program. It was a very stressful point in my life. And we were so broke because he was not getting paid for anything. He was a volunteer a firefighter. Yeah. I mean, especially up in New York, right? Like every, the chaos of post 9-11 New York is I don't know if it would happen today, but it's just like firefighters from literally around the world. Like our hotel, there was a French search and rescue dog team. Wow. They just flew over and showed up. Like they didn't ask anybody. They just showed up and working at ground zero firefighters from all over the country just showed up and started doing stuff. Like there was nobody in charge. There was no organization. He just showed up and did stuff. Wow. Um, anyway, it was yeah so he's not getting paid for that and he couldn't hold a job whatever it was a tough time in his life too uh so like i am a grad student trying to support us living in dc it was very stressful and then we got a new dog and so we had just gotten like this tiny little car i think right before we got married and it did not fit easily like two dogs going places and so we traded it in for like a used Subaru station wagon, which I hated. It was a stick shift, which I'm sure I've bitched about. Those we'd are go, cool. We'd go up to New York and I, I know how to drive stiff stick, but I don't like it. And he, he was like, I'm going to drive it. And then we'd get to like New Jersey and then he'd be like, I'm really tired. And I'd fucking have to drive the Holland Tunnel in Manhattan. Oh, With a ter- stick. So in it's a stick. All like, and always stop. like in the fucking rain. So he did all the easy highway stuff. And then yeah. he'd be like, oh. Uh, really you got to shift down below second now. It's your turn. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The yeah. stoplights that I stalled at in Manhattan. Oh. It was terrible. Anyway, when we were buying that car, we were in the CarMax in, like, fucking Maryland somewhere. <laughs> and somebody <laughs> told a joke. And I I kind of laughed at the joke and then broke down crying and couldn't stop. Like, Aww. really fell into hysterics. And I was like, oh, this is profoundly unhealthy what's happening to me here. But I he hated no the whole process so much. Just and everything just... was too much. Aww. Right? And yeah. anyway, <clears throat> got a little feeling of that today. I went to say medium... Wait, Facebook is doing this to you? Th- this stupid Those joke. jerks. This joke that I was not able to control myself over. It's not even that funny. These jerks. I went to say medium meal when reading out an order to a customer. All that came out was meep, meep. <laughs> and I didn't even... Oh, I did it again. I didn't even correct myself. I just stared. <laughs> meep, meep. <laughs> All right, that's hilarious. It's Beaker. Oh. It's Beaker from the Muppets. <laughs> just, I can just feel like trying to say medium meep, 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 meep. meep, meep. Yeah. Oh, if you're not paying attention, brain. that's going to come out. Meep Meep is going to come out. <laughs> this next one is just as bad. I need to like be professional and get my composure here. Uh-huh. I went to ask my customers how their food tasted and had a complete brain fart. So I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at them and went, <laughs> I can't do it while I'm laughing. <sighs> I just went, mmm. <laughs> That's not a word. And rubbed my stomach. <laughs> I bet they were puzzled, somewhat puzzled and surprised. <laughs> All right, I can imagine myself sitting at a table and the way the server comes up and goes, mmm, and rubs her stomach. And then, and then you're just looking at them and going, what happened? <laughs> 
you gotta be like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. well you, i don't know that the rules about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh my god okay that was a, that's right. a good one like literally tears <laughs> on my face I mean, I think that's realistic that that could happen. You got oh a lot God. of you got, you got so much going on, and you're just thinking of 18 different things, and all of a sudden you're standing in front of the table, and oh. and you're supposed to ask <laughs> how is everything, and you're just like, mm. <laughs> oh, you're making it worse or better. <laughs> oh, my mascara is gonna run. Okay, it's a podcast. It's fine. <sighs> a stranger knocked on the bathroom stall I was in. I panicked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if I were on stage, this would be so embarrassing. I panicked because I forgot what to say. (laughs) (laughs) And ended up shouting, come back with a warrant. (laughs) All right, we got to stop this. Come back with a warrant. Oh, this is terrible podcasting. All right. No, it's That's not. just me cracking up at myself. This is gritty. <laughs> this is real. <laughs> okay, I think I think come, that's about it. Come There's back some with other... a warrant is much more impressive than just making a sound like, <laughs> No! Uh, no! I'm going to try that next time. Blue Heaven, the, uh, the restaurant we go to much that we're not going these days to avoid COVID. Hmm. Um, but they... they They've only got like, I guess two, each bathroom is like self-contained. There's two for women and one for men. And there's no like, there's no way to tell if anybody's in there. So often people will try the door sure, and it locks. Yeah. So I'm going to try, just come back with a warrant <laughs> next time. Somebody does that to me. I don't think it's that unusual in Key West. They'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> let's see. I held the door open for a woman and she said, thank you. I tried to say you're welcome or not a problem, but my mouth said, you're a problem. (laughs) (laughs) That one's not as funny, but it's still very funny. (laughs) When I was seven, I went to sign up to to the library and the lady at the desk was filling out my form and asked, name of the father. And I said, and son and Holy Spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think I'm done. Oh, good. That make me cry. Okay. Cry with joy. Oh, dear Lord. Cry oh. with something that isn't sadness. Cry with something. No, no, they did not make me sad. That's good. Your majesty. <laughs> Next time you're in court, I want you to call the judge. The ma- your majesty. <laughs> and then, then she goes, what? And you're like, your majesty. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. it's worse for a lawyer to do that, frankly. There was a lawyer. That's a tweet from a lawyer. Oh, that sounds really sarcastic. That's why the judge snapped to attention. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, no. sorry? Your holiness. Oh, my God. All right. Okay. I've got my composure back pretty much. That's good. Let's do some dog updates. Uh, yeah. Anything administrative? I don't think so. Um, so, for my Boston Marathon run, I've made enamel pins of guac with a metal. They're very cool. They're super cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought four already. <laughs> <laughs> so... I was I was trying to like get it all done, right? Like order them because like Christmas was coming up and I knew they wouldn't come in time for Christmas, but I was like, I got to get the order in. And when I had done the New York Marathon, like keychains, I think I had like 500 of them to ship. And so I was like, well, I'll order a thousand of these pins and I have to ship like 180. <laughs> <laughs> so I have like 800, mm. 800 extra guac enamel pins. I mean, the good thing is they're small. They are small. So so those may come up for purchase to Golden Ratio oh, fans. Oh, oh, speaking of which, I want to dispel the rumor that I'm anonymous on the CRI. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Somebody. I did not donate $1,000 <laughs> to CRI. I only give it to myself. <laughs> I had a. So the community rowing is the charity I'm raising money for for the Boston Marathon. I had a $7,500 minimum goal is what they require. Total, not individual donations. Total, yeah. And so um, if you donated $15, I'm sending you a guac pin. And so, yeah, I was at like $6,400. And then 
I got an anonymous $1,000 donation, which is super nice. I, I literally, it was anonymous. I have no idea who it came from, but everyone, so I tweeted, I was like, thanks everyone. Like we met the goal because a couple people donated after that. Uh, and I was like, especially thanks to the anonymous person who gave a thousand dollars and everybody's like, is it to your dad? Did your dad give a thousand dollars? And it's not, although that's funny, but I only give to myself. Yeah. You'd buy a thousand dollars of our merch. I do. I buy a hundred calendars. <laughs> Don't do that, please. I know. Just to these pins, I'll probably <laughs> buy 10 or 12. Uh, you can just take a handful out of the box and I've go. I've already ordered seven. <laughs> we have so many. <laughs> All right. Dog updates. Hmm. Um, the only real updates this week are related to Voods Foods, or rather, not Voods Foods. The only interesting ones. So, we got to keep everything like above shoulder height in the house, which is very difficult. And there's little things, like, things exist below shoulder height. He has also extended his reach a little bit. He has. I think he's 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 realized he can stretch his neck. Yeah. So, the first thing he ate this week, um, a couple of our friends came over, actually, to get a guac pin. And, and I let all the dogs out. And I was trying to get oh the God. dogs back in the house. And I'm like, where the hell is Vood? And Vood was like under the gumbo limbo tree facing with, away from you no doubt of course God, he's so sneaky with the brand new jug of miracle grow fertilizer of which he has popped off the lid that shiggy shakes it onto stuff and there's just a pile of fertilizer oh. in front of his face and he's just licking it and he's eating the fertilizer oh. uh, fortunately miracle grow shake and feed is non-toxic and he actually didn't eat much of it i think he'd probably just drag the thing over and popped it open he's been growing like crazy since then <laughs> it's been nuts maybe it is a bad thing every single time we try to put any kind of fertilizer on our plants the dogs eat it we've tried the spikes we've tried the liquid we've tried the granules yeah he's dug out the spikes the like yeah. citrus spikes and it's not just him no remy is uh, just as good at it actually frankly man so so that was thing number one and F then self-fertilization yesterday we were working on a super secret project that hopefully you'll all get to see pretty soon i will totally post all about it with much excitement when it's ready to go don't ask van because she'll spill the bean <laughs> uh, but you've noticed that the pictures from the last couple of days have not been at our house because i took them while doing the super somewhere secret else. project somewhere <laughs> else we went somewhere else to do a super secret project um and so we brought a ton of stuff with us I mean, it was a driving distance super secret project so we brought a ton of stuff with us and I brought it back and we had brought like some extra clothes, like some And swim. it's in the 60s, so I brought a sweatshirt. Yeah. And and so I had a box with whatever, tripods and cameras and our clothes in it. And I had put the clothes uh, in the middle of the table out on the porch, not on the edge of the table, in the middle specifically co so Vood couldn't get it. I mean, that's close to shoulder height. Right yeah. There. I mean, you're, you're, you're above waist height. And I come back... I don't even know what I was doing, but I come in and Voods is out on the porch. And I can just tell like by the position of his shoulders, he's doing something that he's he a sneaky, sneaky man. He is. And he's facing away. So I go up to him. <laughs> yes. Dad's sweatshirt is on the ground. Voods is chewing on the shoulder. And so I grab it. The, he, there's just like the sweatshirt and the shoulder in Voods mouth. And I pull the entire arm of the sweatshirt out of Voodoo's throat. He had swallowed like a snake. He started at the cuff. He and, started at and the he was, arm. He was at the shoulder, but from the from the first part, he was at the shoulder. He's he didn't like, start nom, at the nom, shoulder. Gulp, nom nom gulp, nom nom gulp, oh all the way up to the shoulder, trying to bite it it's off. Like so it's like a sword swallower. It's like a sword swallower. He had a whole frigging sleeve going into himself. It was not in his mouth. It was in his throat. I'm literally like, bloop, 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 long sleeve sweatshirt, pulling the whole sleeve out of his throat. On like a, I mean, that is, if if I saw that, I would have thought. CGI or <laughs> that's a cartoon. There's oh no way God. he has these skills. He could he could be in the circus if he weren't so lazy. Oh, and then when we were filming the super secret project, Voods was like inside by himself. Doo -doo -doo. And I come in, <laughs> where's Vood? And I see his back to me again and he's in the <laughs> in this bedroom. And he's chewing on something and I go look and he's got toilet paper and the toilet paper extends 15 feet into the bathroom. So he Under went into the, the bathroom, 
started licking at the toilet paper, got the end, walked out. Yeah, the door half closed, and he's just chewing the toilet paper, and then pull, get some more, chew the toilet, pull, get some more. Yeah, so there's a 15-foot strip going to the toilet paper roll under the door to his mouth. And he learned that this is a thing because today I watched him walk into our bathroom and stick his snoop on the toilet paper, oh. and then I was like, no, get Get your snoop away from there, because he's like, "Ooh, this is a fun thing." Oh no! You were in the, you were there for that. Ugh, you were standing in I the was bathroom, folding something or Probably. something. Probably, yeah. Oh, like Boots, man. God, he's, that guy. He's so good at being invisible when he does this, though. And then he, the turning away is is like he knows what he's I doing. No, <laughs> you're like, let me put my butt in here. Somebody called us out on Twitter last week for like making you light guys of it. Ju- no, they're they were just like. You guys are irresponsible for leaving so many things so that food can get him and like you're putting him in danger and you think it's funny. And I was like, look, like every single thing needs to be super high up and put away. Like it's impossible to live like that. And like we've talked to his neurologist. We've talked to his vet about it. This is a side effect of the phenobarbital. We try to cut it down and he has more seizures. It's not a thing that we can train out of him. Like it's a medical condition because of the medication that he's on. And we... We try so hard to keep everything out of reach, but it's very difficult to live in a house where like everything is like either instantly put away or stored on a level that's like above the reach of a pretty big golden retriever. Um, so this is not to criticize the person. Like I, I understand how one can get the impression like, how the fuck does that dog get so many things <laughs> if you know it's a problem? Yeah, and we uh, don't like it. I mean, it would be ideal if he didn't do it. But Oh, yeah. Since it's, it's like, I mean, unpreventable given the, the number of dogs we have and the, uh, you know, that we have a life and we don't want to lock him away, right? The answer is what? Lock him in a room, lock him somewhere safe. But we, we, he did that. And that was his he, life before we got him. We're not doing that again. So yeah. we have to balance it. And then, you know, you have been a little bit of gallows humor about it. I yeah. mean, the guy's, he's got a personality, but it's stressful <laughs> for the surroundings. <laughs> When I, I had him in for acupuncture last week and our vet was like, you know, I think that cluster of seizures he had is unrelated to the fact that we were lowering his medicine. And so we should really try to do that again. And I was like, great. When your emergency clinic opens back up and we don't have to drive six hours round trip to Miami, yeah. uh, then we'll try to lower his medication down again. <laughs> Fair. So, I, I mean, I'm, I would love to get his medication lower. He is a happier perkier dog when he's on less medicine but he always ends up having seizures after we do it and, and, and maybe if we just stuck with it he'd be fine what after the seizures you know like we lower the medication maybe he has a seizure but we just keep him on the lower dose and and then he could be fine and stable right he was on a lower dose of phenobarbital for yeah that's mo- right nine months without having any seizures that's right? right and what what did the doctor say that that su- surprised me it was controlled epilepsy having like you know having a controlled condition is no more than one seizure a month which is a lot like one seizure a month is still considered controlled epilepsy the problem with him is that he almost always has clusters of seizures yeah um and in fact like the normal definition of when you need to hospitalize a dog for seizures is if they have three and our neurologist has lowered it to two if he has two seizures you have you bring him in and hospitalize him because they know that i mean i think he's only once had a seizure that wasn't part of a cluster that he just had one off yeah right um he he always a cluster was just where you have more than one within 24 hours um if, look, if he just had one seizure like that, I mean, the anxiety with him is that once he has one, you just know that there's more coming. And even before we got him, like looking through his records, that was a thing with him where we he would have five in a day or he'd have, you know, one and then 12 hours later he'd have another. But he was having them in clusters from as soon as they started. So it's a little trickier with him. Like if he just had one, you know, my dog Kay had seizures. They they weren't even that often. I mean, they were every three months maybe. And yeah. she just had one and then she was fine. And it didn't stress me out at all in the way that Voods do. Because you just know he's going to have another one and and it's bad. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Um, he, he eats stuff. <laughs> he does. We're working on it. 
Um, <laughs> he's still getting his acupuncture, which he seems to like very much. Um, he's still taking his antibiotics for the Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. That's a 30-day treatment. I would say he maybe seems a little perkier, but he's not walking any better. No, that certainly has... Th- he has mm. occasional good days, but generally he's real shaky on that leg still yeah overall yeah so we're trying but it's hard like he loves to go for walks we take him for walks and then the next day you can tell he's really wobbly like he overdid it so uh anyway that's foods a hundred percent forfeited any opportunity to <laughs> re-get the low maintenance dog of the week award this or the achievement because eating Mm-hmm. Not Voods Foods is not an achievement. No. We don't want to encourage that with we a have trophy. Re- we have renamed that trophy, by the way, first place dog. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because it's it's hard to pin down an individual achievement. Sometimes it, they n- don't achieve a goddamn thing. <laughs> Nobody's go. curing cancer here, you knuckleheads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, not a lot of achieving. But uh, anyway, he's not getting first place dog either. He's absolutely <laughs> last place dog this week. <laughs> If he had to rank the dogs, he's in last place. Yeah, well, it's a it's a competitive field otherwise, though. Yeah, we don't really have a lot of dog updates for everybody else. Uh, Remy is still transitioning his insulin. CB is still, right now, looking at us, begging for second dinner. Yeah. But overall, doing okay. Um, he's still on his, his angel halo. Yeah. Uh, twice a day, he's getting the electromagnetic pulse halo thing which he doesn't mind i don't know that i would say it's helped at all yet but it's supposed to be four to six weeks and i think this is like week two so um he's he's wearing it with total i don't know he's a star at sleeping with the thing on his head (laughs) that's what he does yeah no (laughs) protesting vink is the vinky she's on some antibiotics for another skin infection and is doing fine it's healing up. Yeah, she's uh, her vanky little self. Hops is doing great as always. Guac is doing great. Everybody's fine. Did I skip somebody? No, Voods has lost weight. L- Voods is a uh, good weight now. Brody is not on. Brody is loady, reloady. You look a little bit like a swollen tick, CB. Mm, CB, the second dinner program for you is uh, tough on your diet. Guac has been really good this week in terms of playing with Voods and being playing with Remy and not being a he's still a spaz sometimes but he's trying to contribute it sounds like guac is going to win low maintenance dog of the week he has my vote so far but it's all conditional it's Wednesday so we we pick him on Friday but I would say guac is the front winner I mean if he sets off illegal fireworks tomorrow or something he probably will (laughs) be disqualified do you have any thoughts on first place dog I mean I always like hops I know Vink is Guac and pretty hops. much the best too, though. Vink has been kind of a jerk this week with all of her barking. <laughs> She's got this, such a terrible squeaky bark and is on edge, and then it sets off Remy. It, it's a not a great dynamic. <laughs> Speaking I, of, this, this is going to be a good discussion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Remy is uh, going up to see Michael, our trainer. Hopefully Maybe. in about 10 days. Mm. Uh, we're just waiting to confirm with him that it'll work with his schedule, but that's the plan. So GR dad and I will be separated for like 10, God, like two weeks almost with how long it's it's going to be. But he's going to uh, spend about 10 days. I might have to bring the Guacoman too. Oh, my Guacoman. I don't know. I don't know if I can split up Guacoman and Boods. That's a, that's a real tough. We'll have to, t- we'll have to, that'll be an interesting discussion. Not happening this week. Yeah, I mean, you do whatever you want. That's fine. Well, we'll have to weigh the pros and cons. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that'll probably be like the weekend after next would be when you would drive up, yeah. assuming that it works. And then Giardad will be up there for a week and a half. And we're going to just full on fix up Remy's obedience. I'm so excited. Oh, we're going to have massive construction in the next two weeks. Oh, too. my God. So let's finish with Remy and then we'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I was saying to Jared Dad when we were walking last night, I was like, I have spent so much of my adult life, like really since I went to college, trying to build a home for myself that is a place of peace and calm. And, you know, like there's natural chaos that comes in anybody's life. And certainly when you have this many dogs, but 
it was not this bad <laughs> before. And Remy and Voods in particular are not items of peace in my life. No, they're disruptive. Not maliciously, but totally disruptive. They don't really respect boundaries and it requires a lot of adjusting of life to manage their chaos, which is not a thing I really want in my life. And it's really upsetting. Like if I if I reflect on the last certainly six months or a year, which is, you know, we got Voods in like a year ago, November, and we got Remy in July. Like my quality of life has decreased. And it, I don't. I'm not blaming them. They're both really good dogs, right? Um, like I love them, but it's not good. <laughs> the current situation is not good, and there's only so much we can do to kind of get Voods in order. And, you know, Remy, like there's, we need to get his insulin controlled and hopefully get him seeing, but his lack of obedience is, um, really damaging to our life going well. And, uh, and there's only so much that like I've been able to do. So it's good that we're getting up to a trainer. So, yeah, I'm hopeful that, you know, spending some time with a professional trainer who we've seen, you know, with a bunch of dogs can really get them in shape quickly will give us a good foundation with Remy's him. really smart. If he knows the rules, yeah. he, I, I mean, he doesn't, but he has never learned. He's like a big puppy. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, I've tried, right. But there's, there's just so much I can do. And, and frankly, like managing this whole squad really limits it. And I'm not a professional trainer, right? Like I can take a puppy and like get them to do the basic stuff. Uh, you know, we house broke him very easily, but, um, in terms of the obedience stuff, you know, where it's like Vink starts barking and then Guac starts barking and then Remy starts barking. Like, how do you get them to stop doing that? Right. right? Like you really need them to be able to quickly hyper focus on you. And that's a thing that I suck at being able to train. I mean, even with like Hops, who is literally a puppy star, trying to get her to train, like stop and look at me and focus on me. Right. Is a thing that I'm not great at doing. Well, and Remy, you just have to do it all orally, right? Yeah. Orally. A-U orally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, that's right. He doesn't have any visual cues for it, which I use with all the other dogs. That's right. Right. Um, but I am confident that Michael can uh, really get him in line. So. He's a good boy. Yeah. Guac, you're helping train him, I think. Guac is trying to teach him the ways. Good job, Guacomin. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so that's, that's coming. And then as Jared had said, man, our house is about to get extra chaotic. Um, uh, so I think we said the spalling is going to get fixed. So they have to replace our front steps and then they're going to replace the back porch and, and then, then they're the going to replace the front, front porch. That's a three week project. It's almost like all the concrete. It is all the concrete. Pretty much. I think they, they're keeping like half the back porch and half the front porch. And then just fixing the outside part, but I don't know. Depends on how rusted the rebar is in the cement, yeah. Anyway, uh, and then I got a call today that they're starting the seawall tomorrow. All those rocks in the front yard starting to get moved tomorrow. And it was good that they gave us a lot of notice. It it does not matter. Uh, I know. So they're like, can we bring the, like, you know, front loader grabby thing to move the rocks over today and then we'll start tomorrow. And I was like, yes, please get over here and do it. So that apparently will take two weeks. That's just for the seawall. And then they'll also do a dock, but they need like a barge for that. So who knows? There's going to be a barge coming here to unload a dock that they're going to pound into the ground. They're going to build the dock. That's cool. From the barge. There's going to be a barge out here. So I don't know the, I don't know the timeline for the dock, but the seawall will take about two weeks and, uh starting tomorrow so i mean i think they're just gonna roll all those stones into the ocean <laughs> they, they're move gonna the roll pile. all the move all the rocks and then they fill in the gaps between the rocks with concrete and then uh and then they're gonna like f- raise the backyard up to the level of the rocks because it's down quite a bit so they're just gonna be bringing a ton of dirt, gravel fill not dirt gravel and rocks and hopefully some sand. Um, hopefully we're getting rid of all the rocks that are so, so painful to walk on. Yeah. The, we will have you said rocks. the contractor said these are, these are like the cheapest kind. They really hurt your feet though. The, and we're like, we know we <laughs> fucking we know. Vank really knows. Vank's uh. like practically <laughs> tiptoes. So anyway, that's, Oh, Oh, it's going to be so much chaos. And we're doing a little staycation 
uh, this weekend. So the dogs are getting a dog sitter and we're going 20 miles up the road uh, to just have a couple nights alone. And uh, they're like the spalling guys are starting Monday. So I was like, dog sitter, listen, there's going to be guys here on Monday. Like, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> just, just don't be surprised or scared. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of chaos. And I told the seawall guy today, I'm like, just so you know, the spalling guys are going to be here. And he's like, if you're going to rip it up, rip it all up at once. <laughs> and I was like, yep. I mean, the only, the, the biggest pro- will be, they, they're all doing outside work, right? So it won't be th- the yeah. same as it having the bathroom redone or whatever they were doing in the windows, right? But the, these are our entrances and exits, mm-hmm. right? The, the yeah. porches. So that'll be interesting. I better limber up and, prepare to carry dogs all around it's gonna be like just taking them in the elevator is gonna be fine it's when the like i mean maybe they'll be able to take off the back of the porch and put up like a temporary railing so i can put them in the elevator but otherwise you're gonna be gone when it's stairs only and i'm gonna have to be like Mm. help them up harnessing at least voods and cb well that, that might argue for me taking voods with me we should talk about this. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good idea. The boots is a pain in the ass in the car because he yeah. he just sits up and goes off <laughs> when he's bored. Yeah, <laughs> not when he needs to go out, but oh when my he gets God. It needs to be chomped. You a hundred percent should take boots with you. Yeah, that Maryland's an easy better. house for boots. Yeah, he loves the Maryland house. Yeah, yeah, oh he likes God. the dirt. It tastes delicious. And he can just walk in and out on that ramp oh, whenever he, he wants to. Chomp dirt. This is a great idea. I'm yeah, see, there you go. Okay. A little bit more relaxation right now too. I do actually feel better. But I do have images of myself climbing a ladder with dogs on my shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) We should not have to resort to that. Hank, I'm going to ventilate you. Oh, my God. All right. So that's that's dog and house updates. Uh, Do you want to do German word of the week or taste of the keys? Uh, German word of the week first. Okay. I got to say, I am responsible for finding the German word. You should be proud of yourself. The German word of the week is a German dad joke. Papa Witze. Papa Witz. Papa Witz. Papa Witz. Die Tochter sagt, I'm going to read it all in German and then we'll, we'll explain. Du, mm-hmm. Papa, die Intelligenz habe ich von dir. Darauf der Papa. Ach, das freut mich ja sehr, dass du das sagst. Aber wie kommst du denn da drauf? Na, die Mama hat ihre ja noch. <laughs> so it's, uh, the daughter says to the dad, Dad, I have my intel. I have my intelligence from you. It's like I got my intelligence yeah, from you. I got my intelligence from you, and the dad says, "Well, that that makes me very happy that you say that. But you know, why do you say that? Well, mom still has hers. <laughs> so there's the joke. <laughs> it's better in the original German. <laughs> it's, it's not actually. It's the <laughs> same in the English. I think it's good. Um, yeah, we do on the for the Patreons and the super followers. We post usually on Fridays, sometimes on Saturdays, a dad joke video of your dad telling a joke, usually to Guac, one of the dogs, usually to Guac, who just stares unblinking at the camera. Guac is really good at not showing any expression. Mm-hmm. In fact, he looks dopey half the time. <laughs> no no offense, Guac, you're a beautiful dog. Popovitz, dad joke. Yeah, it used to be, these used to be like the Kleine Fritz was like the classic kid who would ask these or make these little observations, but now it's much more gender diverse. Uh, interesting. I found a page Fritzy. of, I was looking for like, are there dad jokes in German? And I found a whole page called Popovitz, which just means dad joke. And this one I thought was quite funny. Most of the rest of them go pretty misogynistic. Yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, like every, all German humor, you're, you know, it's just 20 years behind. Uh, like 50 years behind. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. 60 years behind yeah Look, there's a reason we watch monty python in germany or the simpsons or yeah. all our all the american comedy shows are real popular in germany because they're funny old uh, but i mean like one of them was like the the kid is like ask the dad where's the thing that peels the potatoes and the dad's like it's out at the store i know like so misogynistic like so i was like oh isn't this cute and there's not just like there was one kind of misogynistic one like they were a bunch that are that kind of like mm. demeaning misogyny. So I would not bother going looking. Uh, German jokes generally are not funny. And then some of them, like in this case, can be incredibly offensive. And not funny. <laughs> and also not funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Germans have a problem with humor. 
They're very, they're very uh, philosophical. No, you're giving yourself too much credit. You're As a country. Dumb. dumb. Your sense of humor is dumb. Volk der Dichter und Denker. No. We have the poets and the thinkers. Dumb. We don't have comedians. We're not the folk of the comedians. Oh, my God. That's where the rest of Europe has to come in. Mm. Let's just leave it at that. America really has to come in. Thank you. All right. Uh, Taste of the Keys this week. Oh, my God. Major drama. On New Year's Eve, maybe it was technically New Year's Day. So the southernmost point, we always talk about the southernmost whatever. Key West is the southernmost city in the continental U.S., the southernmost point of the continental U.S. And there is an actual southernmost point in Key West. And it's technically not as far south as you can go in the continental U.S. because there is like a Navy base that goes slightly souther of that on Key West, right, that the public isn't allowed into, whatever. This is basically the southernmost. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about matters of feet <laughs> here. Um, and there's a big concrete buoy. It's like 10 feet tall and, I don't know, maybe 8 feet in diameter uh, at, the, at this intersection for the southernmost point, and it's painted with, like, red and yellow and black stripes, and it says, like, the southernmost point, Key West. You've probably seen it if you've ever looked at any Key West stuff. You've seen a picture of it big tourist attraction like the tourists line up there to take their picture next to the buoy and like the people in line behind you will take your picture you give them your phone and it's like a big thing so new year's eve these two total bros there's pictures of them they got like jorts and t-shirts and backwards hats on like clearly white frat boys bring an old christmas tree and they stick it in front of the southernmost point and they take selfies with it and then they fucking light the christmas tree on fire and burns you know it burns in like quite a, a big fire I yeah mean, yeah it's a big it's, it's not a little you know fire it's not a campfire this is a big bonfire this isn't like if you have an old dried up christmas tree and you drop a match on that thing it's like whoo, the whole thing is on fire uh, so, yeah, there's a big fire, the entire height of the buoy leaping up into the sky from this Christmas tree burning. And when it's done, it has scorched the buoy, which is made of concrete. So the buoy has not burned down, but like the paint job is all messed up and they got to fix it. And they haven't caught the guys yet. Which is surprising since they have photographs, but I guess not surprising because they're not from Key West, surely, and they certainly have dispersed to somewhere else. Uh, the New York Post, always reliable for extra information that more legitimate journalistic sources won't share, uh, has all the pictures of these guys, like I think captured from a security camera. <laughs> so they, like the other, the other newspapers or whatever, some of them have a picture of the southernmost point damaged after irma they're like the southernmost point was damaged when people set fire to it on new year's <laughs> eve photo. it's like the other side is damaged i'm like that's hurricane irma paint damage <laughs> that's not like the damage from the christmas trees on the other side uh or they have like one burned photo of it and uh the new york post has pictures of the dudes the, like the taking fire. their selfies the a bunch of fire pictures then the cops showing up after the fire yeah um so if you want to try to identify these guys there you go. The marker. Here's some history of the marker. Okay, good. There used to be a marker there because that's where the Atlantic and the um, Gulf of Mexico Gulf of Mexico actually divide. Uh, it's the southernmost point, and, and there used to be a sign saying, you know, southernmost point in the United States, but it got stolen a lot. Mm. I think the one of the last thefts was apparently by some um, British Air Force people <laughs> who were here <laughs> training with the, Come with the on. U.S. Navy. I mean, I don't know if they ever admitted it, but anyway, <laughs> so it got it. The, the marker would get stolen all the time, and so in 1983, the uh, someone was hired to you know address this issue, and he's like, I'm, I was looking around, and there's buoys everywhere. Buoys is a good theme. We'll make something that looks like a buoy, but we can't afford a big buoy. We don't have money for that. Yeah. So he's like, we'll just make something that looks kind of like a buoy. That isn't going anywhere. So this thing is 19.8 tons of concrete. Wow. 
So they just poured a bunch of concrete. It cost $902. Ah, that's good. That's the right price. <laughs> of materials. And <laughs> they have an article from 1983 with this city manager who's like, we'll just make up, we'll we'll recapture the money with t-shirts or pins or something. We'll, we'll, we'll get the $902 back somehow. So ever since then, it's been there. It's, there's been graffiti. There's been yeah. uh, storm damage sometimes, you know, this fire. But it's not going anywhere. You're not you're not taking a 19 ton buoy replica out of concrete anywhere. No, and if you did put it in the water, it would just sink to the bottom. And it's huge. It's very popular. Yeah. Um, there's always a, a line of people to take yeah. photos and selfies. I mean, it totally. is a it's a very organized event. I love the the line standing. That's very un-European. It's great. I was gonna say, yeah, you wouldn't get that in Europe. Yeah, You'd but have people people take their because you because behind it is the ocean. So if you you know if you don't have a bunch of people behind you you can you can photograph the ocean along with you and the big marker so that's what happens but there's like 20 people in line pretty frequently oh yeah yeah and then if the cruise ships come in yeah which we yeah. don't like but if they do then there's a bunch but it's a cool marker and they're repainting it i think they've they've already started repainting it oh is that true yeah that's yeah. good yep. i mean it shouldn't take that long Right. Although, interestingly, people probably won't want to take pictures with the burned one more than... <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> like New Year's one. Day, there were people lined up to take pictures with the burned one. Yeah, I they mean, that's fine. the thing, too. So, you know, you, you kind of win-win. Yep. Guys are still jerks. Total but, jerks. But people will make the best out of... People will make lemonade. Yeah. Uh, and I'll just add in additional unsolved crime news of the Keys. Um, we will soon be recording. Maybe tomorrow we'll record our next... Uh, murders in paradise so there's a guy who went missing he took he lived did he live on our key yeah yeah and, love. and he took his boat out um like a week before thanksgiving and was going out for like a quick kind of zip around yeah and never came home and there's like foot <sighs> and they they can't find him so it's sort of like there's a little storm that blew through our storms are just like you know there's like a cloud <laughs> and it comes through and the wind gets really high and it rains really hard for like five minutes and then it's gone that's right um and there was one of those as he was coming back and so the guess is that based on like where his phone pinged last time he was um swept out into the atlantic and you know i mean pure speculation maybe his boat capsized there and he drowned it was a small boat it wasn't like a big you know no no it was ocean going vessel like a little console boat um he hasn't been seen since then there have been a ton of searches for him people have been looking there's video footage from people who have like surveillance cameras in their backyard that look out onto the water that show him going out um he hasn't been found yet um jason heath is his name yeah it's really sad and his family's tried really hard to get him and they kind of know like man it's been six weeks nobody has seen him nobody has seen his boat like we're not super hopeful um, but they, they have really put together a nice website and a ton of information and it's very mysterious, right? That he was out in pretty well traveled areas yeah. around here. I mean, he went out into the back country of the Keys, but like, you know, that's like a mile from like the main road, maybe two miles. And there's yeah. tons of pleasure boaters out there all the time. Um, it's, you know, the, the Keys are pretty shallow and so it's not like there's a lot of places that you can just drive your boat around and hide. Like there's kind of well-known routes where it's deep enough to take your boat. So it's pretty mysterious. So we're going to talk about his case um, and, you know, point to the video footage and kind of do the timeline and stuff on our next episode of murders in paradise. So, which isn't always, hasn't always been murders anyway. I, I was thinking like it probably would be more appropriately titled mysteries in paradise because i we, like that we actually very rarely do murders sure and then i was like but we can't rename it in the middle and i was like why the fuck can't we like nobody listens to it except people who also listen to the dog podcast <laughs> and they're fine with whatever we call it so who knows maybe maybe it'll just like quietly rename yeah, itself yeah yeah i Mysteries think that's good Paradise. everything because the <laughs> subscribers will ju- won't see the difference they'll still be subscribed right yeah i, I mean a lot of the true crime podcasts do that right they they do, you know, they'll do ghosts or survivor stories and yeah. abductions and whatever, not just murders, but right. Um, anyway, so that that will be coming soon. Oh, here's another thing: They're, Florida is considering taking the Goliath grouper off the 
restricted list. Goliath groupers are giant. Yeah, they get to be giant, and they're absolutely protected right now. I don't think you can harvest them at all. No, no, totally protected. And, yeah. now, and now they're saying, it's fine. There, there are enough of them. So I'm dumb. against it. I think there's a public comment um, period for it. They get like... The species has been observed. Oh, hang on. The, let me just give you the size. I mean, eight hundred pounds. Yeah, they're they're giant. And they're like nine feet long. Nobody needs to hunt them. I'm sure they're older than we are. I mean, come on. Have yeah. some respect, guys. Uh, we've seen them before. Yeah, underwater. Yeah, that the uh, and when we were at Little Palm Island, there mm. was a Goliath grouper like hanging out by the dock. Man, that thing was fucking huge. Yeah. Thirty-seven years. That's how long they live. And that's what we know, right? They reach I mean, maturity after six years, longevity of 37 years. You, can't, it's, you shouldn't be fishing those fish that takes them 37, six this years The species to has been hypothesized to be hermaphrodites, but this has yet to be confirmed. Well, that's cool. It's hard to get them on record about these things. <laughs> They're very shy. Anyway, yeah, that sucks. They're super cool and they get a big giant mouth. They're like, <laughs> wow. They do have a big... Big mouth, yeah. like the filter on Snapchat. Yep. Yeah, but they're bigger than you are. Bigger than me? Yeah. They're bigger than Bank, then. They could eat Bank. I mean, they got a big giant mouth. Maybe yeah. they could eat Bank. Bank could just swim One in there. One as well. <laughs> <laughs> hello. I, right. Hello. Yes, hello. I am Bank, your inspector of the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the Goliath Grouper mouth inspector. <laughs> Sorry, Bank. She looks a little scared now. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for enduring my weeping, laughing. It's been a tough week, and they just, even though it's just Wednesday, and meep meep. Just Come back with a warrant. <laughs> All right. Uh, and until next week, uh, get your booster shot. If if for some reason you have not been vaxxed, like go do it. It's easy. It's fine. You're yeah. gonna be fine. Unlike voting, vote uh, get boosters early and often. And vote that way too if you're voting for the right people. And until next week, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Bye. Bye.